Hello and welcome to another episode of This Particular Album is Very, Very Important to Me. I'm Joel Spence. And I'm Deborah Tarika. This is the podcast where we ask people we love to pick an album that is very, very important to them. And here they share their memories, great and not so great, and emotional connections, great and also not so great. And we all get to listen to it through their ears. Uh, how are you doing, Deb? I'm good. How are you? Good. This is our first mobile episode. This is very exciting. We're on the road. We've, Just kidding. <laughs> we're going on tour. Tour ends right now. Um, do we even have a nickname for this place? Uh, I don't think we've ever. Yeah, it would be. The parlor. <laughs> the parlor. <laughs> Where we discuss intrigue. Yeah. I guess uh, I'm in apartment number one, so we can refer to that location is number one okay how about that is that I where like you've been that. recording we can yeah. refer to this is number two <laughs> yeah i think that's appropriate this is perfect <laughs> i really think that's gonna stick actually yeah, yeah. Yes. i'm gonna just dive into yeah, it please. we um you know joel we like to start every episode in case you don't remember by um doing a segment called this particular song is very, very important to me. Yes. My song is uh, sort of from that era of the, the main event, The uh, when we talk about OK Computer. Um, 96, I felt it was summer of 97 that this song came out, and it's uh, How Bizarre by OMC. Mm-hmm. Do you remember How Bizarre? No. No. You might once you start... I said, of course, and then immediately felt like an asshole because you said no. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, I was alive during that period. <laughs> so this this song was sort of everywhere I felt in that summer. It's a New Zealand band, which I didn't know. Brother Pelle's in the back, sweet singers in the front, cruising down the freeway in the hot, hot sun. Suddenly red blue lights flash us from behind. Loud voice booming, please step out onto the line. Bella Bridge words of comfort, Sino just hides her eyes. Policeman taps the shades, it's that a Chevy 69. How bizarre. I was apparently alive during this period because I do remember this. Remember yeah, this I feel like yeah. the second you yeah. hear it, you're like, yeah. It, it, yeah. I think it's impossible to have lived yeah. here yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. And not, or at least in L.A. I don't know. Yeah. You weren't in L.A. No, no, but yeah, but I was breathing and you were right. Yeah. 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 Bella speaks righteous. Sister Cena says funky. How bizarre. It was, it's such a, it is a weird song. Mm-hmm. I, I totally get why it was a one hit wonder out here because I don't want to hear anything else by them. Right, right. <laughs> Brutal. I don't mean, I but mean. But it does feel a little <laughs> bit like those songs that were almost designed to be one hit wonders. Yes. Like, it's like a. Like get, Chumbawamba. Get, yeah, like yeah. it's actually like, we'll, we'll, let's cash out. Yeah. Yeah. We've got that one gimmick. Yeah. Thing. It's a I didn't pay attention to the lyrics at all. With a little bit of digging, I found out that it's it's about a more... There's something darker in here. It's about he and his buddy and his uh, two buddies, and they're driving around town, and a cop pulls them over. Uh, his buddy gets hit in the head by a cop, and they find pot, and it's sort of his... He's trying to deal with it in this song. He's just trying to describe without ex- being explicit about what happened. I right. found this out by just Googling it. So it's this light, poppy song, and it's just the chorus is how bizarre, meaning what are you going to do? Uh, or actually, it's it, I thought it was like a positive thing. Like, isn't life rich and fun? Yeah. Right. But it's just him going... Uh, what the fuck <laughs> you know um, yeah that is kind of crazy it does seem so like he's talking about his jeans or something yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Something or like that's like, a weird haircut isn't it <laughs> how bizarre not how like a life changing experience <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. yeah. But I do remember this summer being like I was just back in San Antonio when I worked in Minneapolis. We would where I worked, I worked at a theater and we took all of August and half of July off. So I was back and just to reconnect with in San Antonio where I was from. And it was just it was playing everywhere that we went. It was a fun Summer. It was a fun to be back. I think I remember feeling good that summer. And I also remember this was the summer before, or might have been the beginning of when my mom got sick. And then for the next three years or so, it was like this a difficult time with that constantly on my mind. Right. But I do remember this, just this, an image of that song being. Ooh, baby. 
or the image of what that was was like really light and fun. So this was a, a, actually a great, a good summer. Yeah. This, right. Yeah, I, I think like so. that. And if, yeah. she, if she had been diagnosed, we've all felt optimistic. Think, right. You know. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. This is a, I feel like this summer, we'll talk about this a little bit, I think when we get into the album a little, but there was, um, AV Club just recently re- released a thing about the two worst weeks of music in all of history, and it happened basically right in the right in, in the summer of '97. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and like this uh, album, we'll talk about is um, uh, one of the best ones. But like, there's just like I, I have some of them written down of just like the worst singles, the worst albums Jumbo that came Lola out. Was around I think too. so. Was it's it? just it was like a, a lot of songs like How Bizarre that are like catchy and good but not like renowned in yeah. the way that okay computer is right. we'll get into it so yeah. my song um is the happening um by the supremes and i love oh. the supremes This is from, I, now I forget, I think it's also from the summer of 1997. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Every, uh, everything was made in the summer of 1997, right? Yeah. That's yeah. when music happened. Yeah. I just have it on like a Greatest Hits album, um, which apparently like was one of the ways it was put out back then too. Was oh, There really? was a movie called The Happening. It seems like a crazy elaborate plot about like the kidnapping of, an accidental kidnapping of a mob boss and like nobody wants him. It sounds like ruthless people, but uh-huh. it's called The Happening. So this song was for that movie, I oh, think. Okay. For a lot of my songs that I'll pick for this podcast, they will be connected to a man named Peter Huntley, who is um, one of my very, very best friends in the world. He was my best friend in college. We lived together for nine years outside of college. We um, share custody of a delightful schnauzer together, still to this day. Um, That's the name of your son. Yes. Delightful, <laughs> delightful schnauzer. schnauzer. He's <laughs> adorable and weird. Do you go by del- D or delightful schnauzer? <laughs> delightful you schnauzer. You want a nickname. You want a nickname. No, I don't want to shorten it. Don't shorten it. Don't shorten it. (laughs) Um, But Peter and I, so we met freshman year in college at UC Santa Barbara, and um, we became friends very, very quickly. We did all the film study program together, and um, we did, like, all of our film projects together. Like, we just, we we were uh, an inseparable duo, (laughs) some might say. Um, And then the summer after our freshman year, we were all going to, we all rented houses in Isla Vista and Santa Barbara that sounds so bougie but it was like eight of us crammed in like a slummy apartment (laughs) um and so we had like a two week we were all taking summer school and there was like a two week window where we didn't have a place to live and Peter's from Santa Maria um I'm from LA it was so a bunch of us went and stayed at Peter's parents house in Santa Maria for a couple weeks and just we just commuted back and forth and so this song in particular this has always been a really important song to both of us um but we would listen to it on our drive from Santa Maria to Santa Barbara back and forth um and of course we would dance to it (laughs) yeah I mean and it was the best and there's a part um maybe we already passed it where it's like it sounds like they're like sneaking up on you and so we would like we would always love to just go like it's over it's over uh, and it wasn't over and we thought it was we just lit- I mean we'll still if we listen to it together now we'll still go oh it's, it's over because we think we're the best <laughs> yeah like uh oh it's over oh the song's done the song's done is it? I don't know. Yeah, well, I'll turn off the car now. <laughs> well, yep, let's pull over. Let's pull over on the side of the 101. Let's give up music for the rest of our lives. It's definitely over. Listen, it's like building up to nothing. It's done, right? right. We're about the end. We're back. Can't help but dance. So that's my song. Get back in the car. You gotta get the claps in there. <laughs> yeah. It's uh so this is it's a uh, one of my many happy songs. Oh, and great. it makes me think of Peter, who oh. I love very much. My brother loves to do a bit with uh that kind of like escalating club music. Uh, uh where right. it goes dun 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 and he goes all right, we should get going. Do you remember what I was talking about? Right before it? drums that yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you remember what I was talking about that? And what a great moment for advertising that drop is. Like, American Express. <laughs> 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 um, 
So when was this? When was the... That song was, I think it was 67. Uh, I was listening to this in, it was like 99. Okay. 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 Not specifically 1999. (laughs) Not 1899. (laughs) We should be very clear about this. It's ambiguous how old I am. I like this bit. Um, Uh, So let's get into the main event, shall we? Let's. Our guest uh, was obviously Tom Starks in The West Wing. And you know him as Wilkinson in Black Hawk Down. Um, most famous role today. Most famous role today. Uh, Ty in Boondoggle, which is unavailable <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. And of course, Phil Dumphy on uh, ABC's Modern Family. Ty Burrell, welcome. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi how pals. you doing? Um, that uh, role that you just mentioned in Black Hawk Down was basically the equivalent of um, those old subliminal Coke ads that they used to just, uh, uh, you know, they just put a frame in a movie mm-hmm. so that, you know how they used to do yes. that? Yes, oh so my that God. Then, so that then at the end of the movie, you kind of wanted a Coke right. somehow, but you didn't that's know right. why. That's, that's Basically, that's what my part was. It was like one frame. <laughs> <laughs> and afterwards, people go like, gosh, I... I'm craving a kind of a weird uh, caveman looking guy. (laughs) Uh, That's yeah. Yeah. I've got uh, a few roles like that Mm -hmm. of, of no consequence. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So Ty, what is, uh, what particular album Um, is very, very important to you? The particular album that's very, very important to me is, uh, okay. Computer. Who's that by? By Radiohead. (laughs) Um, I suspect that I am uh, in massive, massive amounts of company on this Mm -hmm. album. Yeah. Um, Probably for a bunch of different reasons. But uh, for me, it was sort of a perfect storm. Uh, This would be the summer of 1997 when all of music was made. Yes. In the history of time. Yes. <laughs> so you you blipped was, in and out. Yeah, I blipped <laughs> in and out. There. It was a perfect storm for me because I was alive when all of the music was being made on Earth. <laughs> you know what? How bizarre. Yeah, how bizarre. Oh, you got your thing for the whole podcast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you guys won't mind if I just take a back seat from here on out. I'm just going to wait for pot shots of oh, how bizarre. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's happening. <laughs> um, but, uh, What's up? Are you playing? No, not yet. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know. I was just making sure. Um, oh. Here she is. I ruined oh, it. Oh, there she is. I ruined it. Maybe you had a big moment. No, I didn't. I was in. trying to figure out what's the best moment. And when you said, are you playing it? I realized that's, <laughs> that's the best that's moment. The best, this is the best moment to start the day. <laughs> this is why I'm here. Uh, is this airbag? Does it start with airbag? Yeah. 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 just moved to New York City. Oh, wow. From where? From Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, from, New- from New York State. <laughs> <laughs> from <laughs> from the Hudson River. <laughs> uh, from Pennsylvania. And where I was at was kind of, it's a smallish town in the middle of Pennsylvania. Previously, it was a small town in Oregon. And then before that, it was the tiniest town in the world that Joel actually has visited. That was a town? Yeah, Applegate. (laughs) It's a town of 200 people. Wow. So it was a... All huddled together. All (laughs) in one house. We're a town, right? That's in Oregon also? Yeah, that's in Oregon. Wow. Small town in Oregon. So it was a, you know... Uh, a ramping up to a town of maybe like a hundred thousand before moving to New York City. So it was a big, big jump. Yeah. The other aspect of this was I, I was moving there ostensibly to start. I, I was leaving grad school. This was like the beginning of my professional career. So I was moving to New York to be an actor ostensibly because really I was moving there because I was. Heavily involved in unrequited love. <laughs> oh yeah, you had a relationship? <laughs> no. Okay. Nope. nope. <laughs> love. I get it. Un- unrequited. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, 
I was there really sort of sticking my neck out in the hopes that um, something requite a would happen the requition that that somehow you know that there would be a return volley um, although I was, you know, very much explaining that I was there to be, to start my acting career. Of course. Not a lot of people know this, but you're talking about the Statue of Liberty, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I fucked the shit out of the Statue of Liberty. Oh, my God. I mean. Again, you're in the company of a lot of people with that. I think. <laughs> the commute out there is just jammed with people Worth and it. nobody's there for tourism. Worth when you it. left Applegate, you had one dream. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Oh And then it was like Where do we go from here Right yeah uh, So it was requited it was amazing. Requited. Oh my god I did not know Where this was gonna go Happy okay. endings I'm assuming that you are This um, This love was not Your wife It was not Okay it, uh, Yes No This was a, a woman That I met While I was in grad school Probably told you this Before But like I was and still am not a particularly brave person and was not somebody who would have just like flung myself uh, headlong into New York City. I was, I had like very well reasoned uh, strategies about regressing where I would explain to people like, no, the best thing for me to do is to go, you know, take my van and go to the woods. (laughs) (laughs) This is where great art happens. You're selling us on it, right? right? Everyone's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay, right. That makes sense. Anti-art. Yeah, yeah, great. That's that's how you're going to have a career. There's nobody out there, you know. No, yeah, that's To me, that's so out of my comfort zone. I wouldn't know it. Like, that is... Yeah. The ultimate brave for me is like yeah. going where there's bugs. Well, no, no, yes. I, I just mean like I basically I was explaining, you know, I would just sort of like explain to people why I was avoiding yeah. challenges. Yeah. And New York, all of a sudden, like I was in New York and my family was like, gosh, we're so like impressed that you're in, you moved to New York. How brave, you know. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm just terrified. desperately Aww, terrified yeah. and desperately chasing this woman um so yeah being in this huge city yeah what a shock um yeah coming from a tiny town it was very intense but this album uh it really was sort of an incredible amount of timing because this album really entered my consciousness just as i was essentially moving into the city yeah There's a lot of different angles on this album and, and why it was sort of meaningful to me, but it is a group making beauty out of in, of an industrial yeah. world to me and, and, and technology and things that I normally thought were ugly. Yeah. I would never have, um, I mean, I had never heard anything like it. I guess a lot of people hadn't heard anything like this yeah. album. Yeah. But they were taking, to me, my environment, my new environment in New York, and kind of showing me how it could be beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, so, That's, yeah. 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 It was, a, it was an incredible thing where I, I listened to it on a loop for yeah. months. I literally, I didn't listen to anything else. This feels like such a good album to put on headphones to and walk around New York That's because you're surrounded by people but this is such yeah. an isolating mm-hmm. album yeah it, I that's one of my favorite things to do in the world is yeah. put on headphones and walk around New York yeah. and just wander with no direct direction yeah. or anything like that. And this album, this is, I, I usually do you're... shuffle, but this is a very yeah. this is good. I yeah. heard that they had, uh, they spent two weeks on the running order of mm. this. They um, did? Yeah. Like just moving things around, trying to find right. the right order. It's not a concept album, but, but there is a, it's a, 
complete piece, I think, I would say. Yeah. Well, there's that uh, whole thing about how it's not, it's made for CDs, um, uh, where it's not long enough to be uh, a record, or oh, there, really? it's not long enough to be a record, or it's a little bit too long, too long to be a record, record and then Weirdly short for a for a t- Yeah, and there's no huh. like midpoint to maybe it fitter. Uh, oh, yeah. Like you, that might be a flip point, but it's really meant to be listened to like the whole way through uninterrupted, right. which is CDs at the time, what it's made for. So right. it's kind of a weird, uh, yeah. especially with all I think I was listening talk. to it on a CD. On a Discman? I'm assuming it was a Discman. I mean, yeah. I'm sure like, it was on cassette. It had to have been yeah, on cassette. But oh yeah, CDs were, I, I, yeah. It probably was a Discman. Funny you mentioned this about the earbuds or just having headphones on because I love the Benz, which is the album that came yep. out prior to yep. this. But it's not something I think I would... In New York, I think it would be too much uh, to have the Benz running the entire time in my ears. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this is when they transition to, uh, from here on out, every one of their albums, I think, has been, this is something you can have your headphones on yeah. uh, or, or listen to on the headphones and just exist for no matter where you are. Yeah. To me, the Benz is a really interesting album in that you can kind of see, I think in particular with Fake Plastic Trees, where this album, where they kind of landed on their, on who they are. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. They were sort of like a, to me, I'm really not an expert at all on their stuff. None of us are. (laughs) To me, they just seem like, uh, at the risk of being insulting, they were just sort of like a, like emo band, sort of like, um, and I've heard interviews with Tom York sort of disparaging their early music, so I, I I think he's sort of, we, you know, in, agree, in yeah. agreement yeah. about it. Yeah. But Fake Plastic Trees. Yeah. And I guess Creep a little bit, but Fake Plastic Trees to me sort of is like, I don't know. I, I just, I listen to that song over and over again. Well, how did you hear about Radiohead? Did you, do you remember that? My friend, Steve Wilson, my very good friend, Steve Wilson in grad school, told me to listen to that song, okay. Fake Plastic Trees. He was like, you have to hear the song. The whole thing of like the build of the album, I don't, I didn't know that they spent that much time arranging the build, mm. but to me, it always felt like it was. I, I don't know if this is any, anything close to what they actually intended, but it was sort of like more open-hearted at the beginning, and then sort of very cynical and political in the middle, and then back to being sort of like. A little bit broken. Mm-hmm. Back at, like when she hit no surprises almost, or yeah. like after that, and then, yeah. yeah, yeah, that it's it's exhausted at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exhausting. Just yeah, fuck. nice flow because I do feel like there's a few songs like if you put them too many next week because I love I love the one-two punch of like um, No Surprises and Lucky yeah, yeah. like that to me is yeah, so powerful but if yeah. you put like Airbag Airbag? Yeah. 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 Airbag with it, it's too much. Yeah. Like, but they all, those three have like a very similar vibe to yeah. this, like a yeah. build up in it. And so I like kind of spacing them out because it's, yeah. it is this roller coaster. Yeah. 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 So, so what, like in, in New York, like what was your life like on a, a day-to-day, um, well, I was doing, wake up, put your headphones on, wake up, put my <laughs> headphones on, walk around, <laughs> go to bed. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Typical New York. Yeah. Typical yeah. New York day. Okay. I was in an apartment with a bunch of folks 
classic, you know, tr- traditional <laughs> traditional entry into New York, you know, like, actually, I spent a lot of time, <laughs> that was not a short period for me, I spent years <laughs> flopping on the floor yeah. and couches uh-huh. of people uh, in New York. It was a group of us who were um, putting on a production of Cloud Nine, Carol oh. Churchill's play Cloud yeah. Nine, and a play that my brother and I wrote um, called Babel, and we were kind of rotating them, but it was all, you know, no pay, obviously. <laughs> but also living on the profits of the tickets, splitting profits on ticket sales for actually the old UCB. Oh, really? it's an, I mean, now it's the UCB stage. Yeah. Used to be AGT, American Jewish Theater, on, in the basement. Uh-huh. Um, so it was there before it was UCB. Uh, in the Wow. Yeah, and uh, and we were charging like eight bucks a ticket. So, and there was like, you know, at the most, we have 25 people coming. Yeah. So I'm not great at math, but uh, between Joel eight is. of us, it's, well, I was just thinking, it's like a dollar. When I, I go into dollar. that space, and I sometimes go, man, if these walls can talk, and they would say, well, we'd only made $75 today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Want to sit on the floor? Yeah. You get seven. You get seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the divvy at the end of the night was like five or five or six bucks. Is that kind of what you pictured moving out there would be like? Or did you think you'd move out there and like, I don't think anybody, well, I don't want to put that on people going out there and being like, I'm going to make it big. No, no, I was not in the, I'm going to make it big camp. And I had, I had friends who were very confident, you know, who really did enter into New York or LA with that thought of that feeling like, like, wait till they get a load of me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I and I really admired it. I always really like wished I had a little bit more of that, like just sort of like true self confidence. But yeah. I was kind of, you know, I was going in being dragged a little bit by my own emotions. Yeah. Um. So it was. It, I was scared. I mean, if I'm being totally honest, yeah. I was just really scared. I spent my days being pretty scared and and you know trying to do a good job in these shows and then in my off time trying to sort of connect with this with this gal who was not in any way um like intentionally or cruelly but she was sort of had like mixed feelings yeah yeah which is almost it's just way it's worse, worse. Yeah. yeah she was sort of like yeah you around okay. and just kind of keep going like well let's see so yeah that's yeah you are. yeah 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 so it was sort of like that those were my certain their ears. Yeah, super uncertain. And it keeps giving you hope. I've been on that yeah, and yeah. Yeah. so many times. And it was and both my songs will be connected to that. <laughs> yeah. <again. laughs> yeah. And it's sort of like you you couldn't be more in and in a good way too, I think in a really good way, you couldn't be more vulnerable. Yeah. Because both uh, I guess professionally, I mean it was so far from being professional, but both career wise and life wise and love wise, everything was just wide, totally uncertain. Yeah. So the album was there's a big open vortex for this album to just sort of like land in and, yeah. and uh, start growing. Yeah. Start growing. <laughs> yeah. And I would wa- I would walk um, every night after dinner. We would usually sort of like have some sort of like group dinner. I would walk for hours listening to this. And I think part of, to me anyway, there's like, there's a combination of, of, I I mean, I don't know what, what their, what their actual emotions were, but there's, there's a lot of sadness in this album. Yeah. And I think there's plenty of anger. Yeah. And I, but also a ton of ambition. Mm. I think this album is so ambitious, mm-hmm. and it is them also sort of saying we, we're, you know, this is who we are. This is who we this are. This is what yeah. we dreamed we would, we could. Well, yeah. It's so different. It's so different. Yeah. Than yeah. From your sleep, the There's part of that too, the ambition of like, can could I be yeah. good at this? At, acting or whatever we've talked about this before where these albums come at a particular time where 
this album is all about that stuff and you're able to connect and it's like a lifeline in a way yeah. sometimes yeah. it's a trusted it's a, your trusted companion that mm-hmm. you know will be there yeah. when nothing else will and there's yeah there's something about people who you don't know who are making music like you just have no idea what they're actually thinking and it's right. precious that you're able to make connections Before. the lyrics you're right there's 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 a lot of fear and alienation i would yeah. say just with the, the technology and how the modern world is becoming and right and how um in fact on the way here i was listening to it and also using my gps map device oh so, yes yeah, so while airbag yeah it was kept kept getting inter- interrupted by this british dis- detached <laughs> british so somehow female fitting voice. almost yeah, yeah yeah because airbag has that interruptive quality it's like stuttering right uh, yeah. as an as an uh, album opener it's like it's fits and starts and yet there's the i think it's by design that they with all that fits and starts there's this beautiful melody that's driving it forward and yeah um, it is like an uncertain. There's yeah. a lot of uncertainty in this. Uh, yeah, for this, sure. This this whole album. Do you guys yeah. ever have a? a Were you sort of a, appropriate a, a, an album to your needs? Yes. yes. <laughs> because I didn't yeah. even realize how quite pol- how political this album was until after I came out of this period. Well, it feels like it could <laughs> yeah. be. I love. Yeah. The thing I love about music is like you can love it for whatever reason and yeah. never have a political connection to it. Never yeah. have it. I, my sister and I used to fight over songs because uh-huh. um, we're two and a half years apart. She's older, and a lot of the stuff that she would do, I would want to do. But there was right. um, a Dave Matthews Band song. Um, oh my gosh, what was it? Uh, Crash. It wasn't Crash. It was off that album. It was uh, Back to Being Friends, mm. uh, uh, and it was just this song. It was like very important to her, and mm. I didn't. I don't even think I knew that. And it was very important to me. And she got mad at me that it was for like, like your wanting favorite? to listen to it for. Wanting yes. that, we did that with a bunch of stuff. We were sisters. I mean, right, right, right. now now we share music. She's who got me into music and who I give like all credit for getting me into like experimenting a little mm-hmm. bit out, yeah. out of my comfort zone. But um, yeah, we. She just was like that's her song because it was like her, so, with her and a guy or something right. like that and I was like but I'm thinking about this guy who doesn't love me back you know like it was that or like the guy I was dating or whatever and yeah. um, it was it was a, we fought we were not it was and, I, and it was about that sort of like this can't be th- this meaningful to you because I already have it yes because in exactly the way that you're saying like you make it yours and it, right. it becomes like it's almost when an album means that much to you you don't want to talk about it with other people at that time in your life because yeah, it's yours, yours and right. It's um, some you do like if you do if it is that kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just such yeah. a deeply personal because I think she found it on her own. I found it on my own. Right. And I didn't take it from her. And she when I think I was listening to it at some point. She, it was we that's were, really we were interesting. Mad at each other. Yeah. Yeah. My my brother and I. He, he was the reason I I got into this album. He was the one, who, and he and I have historically. Uh, there is overlap, but we do have different tastes in music. But I, I, I think there's way more overlap now than yeah. it used to be. But, you know, just like I'm sure you have relationships like this where you you, sh- you try to push things on the other and there's no reason why they shouldn't, yet they just don't uh, listen to it. Like when yeah. I say, right. you should see this movie, yeah. and, you, and my brother says, you should see this movie, and I just don't get around to it. Yeah. So it becomes this weird tension and about like why aren't you it means so much to me it should mean so much to you yeah Yeah, and I'm like well I don't I'll find my own music kind of thing this is way more like confrontational than it actually is but um, this is the one that slipped through like this is when he said uh, try OK Computer Uh, you gotta listen to it and it was I was in Minneapolis at the time and had a disc man and, and the car set up and I remember just listening to it on the way home from rehearsals or whatever and I'm like, I'll be damned, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. And it took over pretty quickly.
that experience on the other side with this album with Holly, my wife, you know, years later, but saying like, I really think you'd, you know, love this album. But like anytime you're in that situation, when you, if you push too hard, people resist any sensible human is like, this is you're proselytizing for this thing. So I kind of let off of it. She didn't like it at all and was kind of really put off by the album. But then she felt really hard for amnesiac and then worked her way backwards. Interesting. So I think it was like she started listening to amnesiac on her commute to work in New York on, on the train and then fell really hard headphones and on, went back out. To- <laughs> headphones on this man out that was a 90s catchphrase <laughs> think i'm very similar i have a lot of guilt associated with radiohead yeah we're gonna be i'm gonna come clean yeah because i i don't want to i don't want to say i'm not a fan i like radiohead very much yeah but i miss the train and um and my husband gave me this album at some point but i think my in with it was six feet under um when they play lucky it's why lucky's my favorite song on this album when they play it there's a bonfire scene it's been so long i went back and watched the bonfire scene last night and it's um it's still so good but um that I was like oh my god this song and he was like I've given you that album like I (laughs) had to go back and find it and like I really enjoyed this album I don't know a lot I know all the radio hits and stuff like that and I like what I know but because I'm not like feverish when when they come into concert and people are like I mean my husband and Joel and like like all of our friends are like there's like an email chain that's going right. on where people are like and it's who feverish. can get tickets it's so yeah. feverish and I'm like I'm not a part of this and I right. I don't resent it or anything yeah. but I don't want to I've been offered tickets and I've turned it down because right. I think you got my ticket probably and or, then or some, that sounds I wasn't shitty, able to but go. yeah but <laughs> I think it was I, like a, a flight got canceled and I was stuck in Colorado yeah oh man and I but I feel like it's one where I feel I would like to go I'd like to experience the concert now right. I would maybe go after listening to this album and talking about it so much right. but I feel guilty I would have yeah. felt so guilty taking that ticket from Joel <laughs> or whoever that was because it means the world to people and it right. doesn't to me and I really yeah. this album I connect with but not yeah. in no way like you do and in no way like you do Joel like it's a, it's so I have guilt I, about it I relate I want to be it, it, I feel uncool I relate to that feeling so much and it's I find it kind of weird what a coincidence that is about this album because for me I was always missing the train on music yeah this is one of the only albums I was actually I I don't even know how I was digesting that personally but I think I was actually proud for that for once I was actually current current yeah (laughs) Yeah, me too yeah because most of most of the stuff like I listened to a lot of Motown growing up and a lot of I was kind of always listening to older music and when I got to college and people were listening to The Cure or even U2 uh-huh. and and I was years behind on all that stuff I was always sort of like trying to sort of catch up yeah yeah and like keep uh, I, yeah keeping up feels so important with that stuff. yeah it is <laughs> it's it's, very, yeah. there's so much out there because whatever group you're in it's a different yeah band yeah. or different Like now that you're mentioning it, I was in that same place where I was bored with current music. I was in Minneapolis has good radio stations and it is a good, it's a great music town, like new music town. And I was, I wasn't feeling adventurous. Um, And that's uh, uh, all of that is on me. And because maybe the music that was coming out of the radio stations there that was, you know, the mainstream radio stations that was new music was not speaking to me like we're Big Head Todd and, and, and yeah, and, right, right. You know, those kind of like pretty <laughs> kind of just frat, 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 frat yeah, music in which, a way. Yeah, yeah like uh, baseball cap backwards uh-huh. and yeah, like Bush. Uh, what's that? Like Bush. But yeah, like, like yeah. right around right. that. And I, I wanted to like it and I felt like I, it just doesn't. And 
those might be fantastic bands and, and they had a huge fan base, but it wasn't speaking to me. And I was mm-hmm. like, I maybe I'm done. Maybe I'm old fashioned. Right. And then OK Computer came uh, into my disc man. <laughs> yeah. And I felt like, oh, great. It's still people like there's music that's still speaking to me. And it's oh, yeah. adventurous in my uh, experience. Right. And it was reaching farther than I thought was possible. Yeah. yeah. And yet it all also reminded me of all the stuff uh, that I liked about. Um, Pink Floyd, I guess, yeah, in a way, for sure. and but it was really it felt about today, and totally. I, I felt okay. Now I'm engaged with the world again. Yeah, yes. it yeah. does yeah. take that. In 2007, I had that where I was like, I need new music, and yeah. that's yeah. when I discovered like the National and LCD Sound System, oh, yeah, Arcade, yeah. Arcade right Fire. Right it was the yeah, it yeah. was, and it, there's like it's feeling like that again. Yeah, not necessarily with music, but like they're all those people are having albums. New Pornographers was yeah. one of them, where it was right. just like I didn't know any of them. Right. And all this new music came into my it was just a big time of change in my life yeah. and so I needed music to accompany it yeah. I think and I don't seek it out the same way anymore and it bums me out same. because of how we listen to music and it's, yeah. mm-hmm. it's it really bums me out yeah. but, but we keep talking about this every single time yeah, it's a this podcast theme. is doing it for me right. where now I'm I am like have to do my homework and I have to listen I listened to this album the whole week and right. it was great Like, mm-hmm. and it's so fun to listen to it with a purpose where I really right. need to like yeah, pay you, attention you stop doing anything else yeah. and just focus right. on an album is a luxury. It's right. really yeah. like... I will put on... Um, you, is it Apple Radio or iTunes Radio or whatever that is? I don't, I don't know the I don't answer, know what but I'm not going to correct you. Yes, <laughs> and, I don't know what you know, it is. Yes, and. yes, Apple iTunes. Apple <laughs> iTunes. Um, the the like you know indie radio. Yeah. I'll put it on because I'm I feel so disconnected. Yeah. I I will literally do it just to try to have some sense for what's happening in music. Yes. Be- and I. And it's still very disjointed because it's one song here, one song there. Yeah. I barely ever check to see who it is yeah. that's playing that song, even if I like it. Because yeah. there's just, it feels like this huge sea of yeah. stuff that I'm just completely out of. Yeah. I, I don't know a lot about uh, the current state of the music industry. I know it's different and. But this was when OK Computer came out. It was still par- it was still operating like it had in the last forty years, yeah. which is there's a big machine. In this case, it was EMI. There were radio stations. There was a tour, and there wasn't as much choice availability to just grab music whatever you could. So it right. was it felt um, this another recurring the same recurring theme, which is pers- a, one person can hand you something and say, "Listen to this," yeah. and you would go, "Well, I've got this." And now I put it in and I listen to it as opposed right. to an email sent where you could ignore it. Right. Yes, it's like, and right. I do. I've never opened an email from you. <laughs> right. That's why you didn't pick me up at the airport. Ooh, I'm having weird deja vu right now. <laughs> Are you really? Yes. This is so weird. Oh, awesome. That's oh. crazy. I'll pick you up next time. I'm sorry. It's still happening. I can't remember who. Maybe you. No. No. Somebody was telling me a story. I was not. Okay. About. It was never me. <laughs> <laughs> that they they this song brings brings them back to college. Fitter does. Or, no, excuse me, the album does. Oh, this album. And then they were in their dorm room and having sex, and then this song came on. Oh. <laughs> How weird that would be. This you song, this? I think I was there. I, maybe you. I was the person being had sex with. <laughs> um, yeah, I was right. having so sex. Yeah, no, you and I. But, I'm not, but I'm not the one who told you the <laughs> yes, story. story. Yeah. This is how we met. Yeah. <laughs> I just was there, but I didn't tell you that. Ty was on the bottom bunk. <laughs> yeah. It was we're camp. On the top bunk. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. Yeah. Summer '97. Um, yeah. How, I, it must how have been. Weird I think it was somebody that we were with that we had to had on the podcast. Okay. Yes. And how weird this that feels, would be. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think so. I yeah. think so. How weird this would be. Oh my god. And there's a robot just giving you cold. What? Advice. I think it like to stop or something. It was weird. Yeah, she yes, had to stop. It's right. like oh, I yeah, can't yeah. do this anymore. Oh my god. <laughs> Healthier and more productive, appeared in a cage on antibiotics.
that's what it does even if you're just walking around listening to it you yeah, do right. also oh, yeah. go like oh yeah. <laughs> jeez yeah when you're listening to it and you see a, a like a, a child playing you're like this doesn't fit yeah at all. Oh, no go ahead <laughs> so, i was just gonna say that well that song in particular is like one of the only ones that doesn't really fit anymore yeah because it's yeah. just like at the time, it was like a computer talking. This yeah. is crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know I who agree. said it like that. But now it's just like, it's your, your Siri. Your Siri. Your Siri. Yeah. I feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, especially when you're in the middle of appropriating an album for your uses, yeah. which I basically turned every one of those songs into something about a love story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, totally. you know, what you're saying. Yeah, it's, I, it's I made those songs, by, you know, twisted them into my own use. How is electioneering about yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> was a little tough um, but that could. was impossible to t- twist yeah. and I would yeah. just kind of unless it's like how to better yourself for your partner yeah I, I take it very literally yeah. <laughs> honey I got fitter happier I don't take it, I don't accept any of the irony of this I take it as a self help bit this is a section of self help they yeah. get me <laughs> they get me uh yeah, so I would actually kind of, I, I would sort of like either skip this or check out on it. Yeah. And it, it also, I think, is partly why, like, Polly, when she would listen to this, was sort of like, this is for angry guy- dudes. Yeah. Like, this is not. Yeah. I get that. So I want to know. Okay, so how did it end end with that with woman? Her, yeah. Uh, or did, I, it, I mean, I assume was, unless you're still friends with her. I'm. No, I'm married to her as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Two happy endings. I don't know you as well. I thought I knew you very <laughs> yeah, well yeah, going yeah. into this. I don't. Um, no, uh, it was it, it strung out for quite a while, but only my because of sure. my fault. I, I just kind of hung on for too long. the longer version of the story and it really is like I hate to give this album like over you know give it too much credit why, why do I hate to give it too much credit know. let's give I it a know. bunch of give credit more credit yeah. uh, somewhere but, Tom York is just going yay yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, that's my Tom York impression yeah <laughs> but I think the I they're they are trying so hard for greatness that actually in the midst of my being afraid and like sad and all of those things, I drew an incredible amount of inspiration from this album. And I dug in really, really deep on acting and, and also just like hmm. the the grind yeah. of getting out on the street and, and uh Grinding people, <laughs> grinding on people, yeah, grinding on yeah. people. No, you okay. fit right into New York, yeah. aren't you? Um, <laughs> I, I follow the Twitter account. I get it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but but <laughs> sort of keeping that in. What? <laughs> oh, you cut should. it out. Never. I need to know I'm flawed, and I need the world to know I'm flawed. Yeah. Um, but I really did like there. This album was, at a certain point, I, I think it really had a big impact on me of like, I am I am going to, I think there's probably like a prove, prove her wrong part of it, mm, which yeah. I think does have defiant a, kind of, there's yeah. a defiance that this has in it. Yeah. And then, but then there's also just a sort of like, even independent of that kind of motivation, it's just, I can tell they're just after something so big. Yes. And, and, and this album has made me cry in ways that had nothing to do with the relationship or anything. It's just, uh, there are moments when he's got, when they're out at these like big sweeping mm-hmm. moments that just tap into something really universal of like, I, you know, just a yearning and wanting to do great things, yeah. I think, anyway. Yeah, for I have, sure. I, I'm going to go back to Let Down because... Um, oh, that's a big one, yeah. That's a, yeah, that, that's a big emotional song for me, and yeah. I don't know why, and it's, we talked about this before, where we can <coughs> go for, listen to music for a long time before I even try to pay attention to what they've been talking about, sure. right? Yep. And with these lyrics, 
it, with lyrics all throughout this album, sometimes sometimes they're just little snatches of phrases that mm-hmm. are not connected to anything else. Um, but the main sort of, I guess, hook or refrain is let down and hanging around. And I don't know what specifically he's Can you imagine about. what I might have used that for? Oh, it's been a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This last portion of it, when it comes out of the, the big climax, I mean, they do that so well. Every song builds. Every to, song, it really yeah. is. You want to be alone in a room, yeah. with it blasting as loud as it can be. Yeah. You, it's hard to listen to this album softly. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I like listening to it in my car. I guess that, the car, my car, is where I like listening to most music. Yeah. So this yeah. point, when it's all a mess, and then it all it, it comes back to the. Uh, it's kind of a mess right now. There's everything's colliding. Yeah. Right. It's over. Oops. It's over. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. over. It's over. <laughs> and That's then they exactly do right. like most songs, just like the Supremes. Everything clears up. The drums are uh, now hitting really hard. Yeah. yeah. There's space in it now, and there's a new harmony, and I, I get very teary every yeah. time. Nothing can touch him now. There's, yeah. that's, has, this yeah. song has that quality. Like he's just, I don't know, ascended or something. And then yeah. at the end, that it's my own image, so I'm I'm uncomfortable sharing it. But that uh, digital underscoring, the little yeah. which I love, it feels like a your best friend, which is a robot, is hugging you yeah. <laughs> and saying everything's gonna be a it's totally. a robot there there yeah, yeah yeah and I I get teary every time. It happens, so it's like a, it's. There's a lot of emotion in this with well, all that, the technology. I, it's one of the mysteries, I think, of what they do. To me, is they found their way into this, and they also found their way into sort of a, a like a their default setting is sort of cynical, but at the end of a lot of songs, not just on this album, but lots of songs, there, there's these two things happening at once, or three things happening at once. One of them might be very like uh, skeptical, dry lyrics, and above it is th- is a refrain from another from a lyric earlier yeah. in a song. This happens on yep. multiple songs. Yeah, that's soaring. Yeah, and is basically talking about like I'm gonna grow wings. Yeah, and I'm. You know, it's like yeah, it's. I- something about that I don't know how they do it but yeah you can be listening to something that makes you if you read it you would be incredibly depressed and yet I'm crying <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> running naked through New York did I mention I was naked yeah we assume yeah. and yeah. you have to explicitly say that you were not dressed yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. grinding and then you come to a robot and it hugs you <laughs> hug you that's New York for anybody who's never been there <laughs> and the Statue of Liberty is just so jealous <laughs> It is. I, I like what, what you were just saying, though, of like trying to understand how they do those things, and that I think that's one of the things I love about music is like I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. I really, I'm not musically yeah. inclined in that way. I really, do. I have no rhythm. It is embarrassing, but I'm trying to own it. <laughs> that's part of the magic to me, because yeah. like so many other things are so deconstructed, and you see, yeah. like everything you eat now, every you know every little yes. ingredient, you have to know right. every. Uh, part of it every bit of comedy is right, like yeah. it's so scienced out for me and it's really hard to watch something where I'm like I can just purely enjoy this on a on a real level right. because I know too much and I'm I'm in too deep yeah. I don't know what that sounds well, like but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, but I like think, music I can't I can't yeah. I know I can't I accept that I can't so like I get to just go like cool <laughs> yeah. yeah 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. lyrically, it's I I never I I can I have trouble understanding lyrics, <laughs> um, uh, and and I quite often don't know what they're specifically they're talking about, but I yeah. can really make it specific to me. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And that's yeah. what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I think that's about. not and I think that's what make a, makes a good artist. It's yeah. not about them. It's about you. It's yeah. about who's listening to it and what yeah. you get from it. So if yeah. it connects to you on that level, but it connects yeah. to you on like, I'm struggling with my career. Right. Then it works. Yeah. And even like back to how bizarre, like I don't know if they really wanted to it, they weren't it wasn't it's not an angsty song. There's some heavy background to that song and it is acknowledging it but it's also they know that it's also a fun catchy and it, it appeals to all all the feelings kind of right thing, yeah. you know right Do you have a favorite song on the album? Um, on the uh, How Bizarre album. I'm sorry, I just want to uh, Yeah, on the How Bizarre. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's Which is, that's the whole album, yeah. is the How yeah, Bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On the, on the I'll go with, yeah, How Bizarre. How the bizarre. flip side was, is that's not so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the B side of the pretty, I'm sorry. It's so expected. Mean. <laughs> so mean. Um, I, boy, it's, Lucky's one. Lucky's one for sure. Yeah. Um, I think I used to sort of marvel at the Bohemian Rhapsody-esque part of Paranoid Android. Yes, that's the, I think, that's yeah. the, like the show piece. The yeah, showcase. it is. So we're a new band now, you know, kind of. It comes yeah. in early too, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's the second, second, yeah. second yeah. song, yeah. yeah. Because I was so far behind on every other band in the world, like I was the last person to every party. Yeah, I was. Gil I am. I'm guilty in general in life, but at the time, I was very guilty of being overly prideful of being on board yeah. with this sort of challenging album ahead of people. And I would. I remember saying, like, you gotta listen to this. Yeah, you've gotta listen to radio. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't heard radio, you've got to hear. Them. A lot of the responses are. This is not how you talk to strangers in New York. <laughs> yeah, naked. Naked. <laughs> you might try a robot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but, uh, but Paranoid Android was, I think, a part of that. So I don't know that Paranoid Android really falls into, like, Lucky um, is probably up there for being, like, well, the one that, one of them that really, like, I would just, like, would kind of destroy me. Yeah. And let down, for sure. Yeah. Um, but Paranoid Android was one that I was just like, I marveled at. And also I was like, hey, I get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> what about you, Deb? Do you have a favorite? or? I think it's lucky because I think it is that strong connection to the Six Feet Under yeah. moment yeah. where it was just, I really like discovering music that way too, um, where it is you just hear something, you have to find it. Um, and I have, I have a few other songs like that, um, not on this album, but just in general. But yeah, Lucky and then Airbag is so good. Uh, uh, any of the songs that have this slow, like creepy build to it, kind yeah. of, um, where it feels like the most haunting ones are always going to be my favorite. So the ones that are a little bit more like rock are not as much. Yeah. But I guess yeah. my number one would be Fitter. <laughs> yeah. During sex, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, the one that changed my life is fitter for yeah. sure. It gave me so much credit. I stopped advice. having sex after that song. Yeah. Um, I think "Let Down" I think tends to be the one that I cling to as being my song, not yeah. your sister's. My song. That's fine. She'll fight you on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm with you on "Paranoid Android" and "Airbag." Um, oh, and I love I, no surprises too. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. I'm just looking through right now, yeah. looking at all of them. It's really, yeah. They're all. There's really other than fitter to me. There's no chaff, really. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you could, there's no an filler. argument. It's a good album. It's a yeah. one piece because it's one. Yeah. It's you listen to it as a whole. It is hard to kind of yeah. pick and choose. Yeah. Um,
they come out with a new mix, which I do recommend. If, but you, if you have the original, you have the album, so don't feel obligated to buy any yeah. new stuff. But I do think that the there's an added couple of songs that from that era that they've put on the new remix um, or updated mix or whatever you call it. And do you I, have that song? I do. Um, did you ever listen? To I it? didn't. I didn't hear it. Um, no. And this song. Uh, it's called I Promise. Um, what is this? So this was a song they recorded back oh, then and didn't okay. put on the album. And Tom York has said, we fucked up by not putting this song on this album. Oh, wow. And I, I think it actually fits m- more on the bends or just as much on the bends, but... They recorded this in this like cool, like castle, old house. Oh, and it's no. um, Jane Seymour's house in Somerset, England. No kidding. Um, no. And a bunch of other albums have been recorded there. But like, it looks like this cool. It looks like where you would, if you yeah, could picture this, where this was recorded, right. it was there. Yeah. <laughs> it's where all that, uh, every bit of music was recorded in 1997. <laughs> and at hot take, Jane Seymour's album is incredible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do re- I recommend, um, and I don't. I never recommend videos, but this the video they made for this album. They did make this video very recently. It has no members of the band in it, but it is so awesome. Hmm. Uh, check that out. Hearing this song actually, because I always think of like Pink Floyd and like yeah. in terms of who their influences are, but. They also are a product of the Beatles, too, I think, on some sure. level. I think it's hard for any band not yeah, to be on yeah. some level. Yeah, right. I right. think you're a product of the Beatles. I know I am. Just Yeah, just hearing this, actually, for some reason, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. The, and also just the ambition of the Beatles is probably the legacy for any band yeah. that is going to try to do something different and, like, yeah. trying to keep push. Keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Says the guy who knows nothing about music. Yeah. <laughs> I forget, did I just ask, do you still talk to her? Or is she still in your life? Um, I don't talk to her, but I have had contact with her. Yeah. She's she's doing, she lives out here, actually. Um, it ended very amicably. Yeah. Um, she's awesome. How long after that did you meet Holly? Um, I met her pretty soon after. I moved, to, uh, I was in Washington, D.C. doing theater. Um, and she was in Washington, D.C. This would have been 1998. So... Yeah. Better music, a better music year, more music. Be- year much year. better music year. <laughs> Although weirdly, like I guess the pain is what sears your things into your memories. Sure. I don't remember what I was necessarily listening to in '98. Yeah. I've really, I've really enjoyed listening to it again. There's nothing like music, uh, I guess, or food, food being the other thing that can just put you right, you know, back to that moment. And so I've just been sobbing, just lots of sobbing. No, Have you, like, has it brought no. back? It is so weird to be in such a different place in your life. I imagine yeah. you feel very different these days. Yeah, I mean, it's funny then. because there is that trade-off because, like, we're joking about, I don't remember the music of when everything was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, from, that's true. Uh, and uh, there is th- those times when you're in all of this, like, tumult that are, your memories are so, because you're, I guess you're, you know, you're feeling a lot more. And you need it. I think yeah. it's when I'm, a, I mean, I feel the most creativity. Yeah. Because it's just, you need to put it out there yeah. in some yeah. way. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, our final segment that we like to tie everything together with is we like to talk about something we've learned today. Ah. 
I mean, I definitely learned a lot today because I don't know that much I about you. I learned a lot for sure. I didn't know that how bizarre had a darker undertone. Yeah. And it makes me wonder if all of those, like, um, just, like, summary crappy one-off songs are all just about tragedies oh, I yeah they are. the semi charm kind of life is sounds so cheerful and it's, the thong it's song about is about it. a huge <laughs> yeah. loss he overcomes it i didn't know you were from a town of 200 people mm-hmm. that's very small tiny tiny um and that was the name of a tiny tiny oregon tiny tiny that's i would live there yeah that sounds yeah. adorable and I learned to, that it's okay that I'm not um, that I'm not Radiohead's number one fan, but I'm yeah. not not a fan. Right. I learned yeah. something about myself. You all learned something. <laughs> I learned something about myself. Yeah, I think the what how important um, having an album to your to yourself or connecting, like making your own, like you said, making you make your you appropriate and you make yeah. your own connections with it. Have that's much more vivid to me now. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, I learned that the Statue of Liberty is DTF. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Give me your poor. <laughs> You're hungry. You're tired. <laughs> um, but it's been awesome listening to it again. I, I really, this is a, I love your podcast. Thank you. <laughs> it's a great, great uh, thing. Ty Burrell is on Modern Family. And uh, what season are we coming up to? This will be season nine. Nine. Wow. Can you believe it? Uh, you know what else Ty Burrell's on? Mouth feelings. Mouth feelings. I was going to say we that was a perfect segue that you had before about food. Oh yeah, that's true. Because we uh, Ty and I are on a podcast coming out this fall, our ninth season. <laughs> <laughs> our first. Season. And we are phoning it in on mouth feelings. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Uh, the Emmy award-winning and Emmy current Emmy nominee once again plugging Boondoggle available nowhere. I've seen it and it's wonderful. Oh, oh. it's great. Um, and also, he's available nowhere on social media. So check him out. <laughs> uh, Very smart, Ty. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having yeah, me. Thank you. That was this super was so fun. fun. Super fun. Thanks for listening to this particular album is very, very important to me. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, all at this particular album. The show is produced by Joel Spence, Deborah Tarika, Ryan Middledorf, and everyone at Campfire Media. Artwork by Anna Salinas. Music by Joel Spence. See you next time. I'm Max Lasser, the host of The Calories, a three-episode podcast miniseries about making weight loss easier. After I lost 100 pounds by calorie counting in 2015, I started to realize why the way I was doing it before, just eating healthy and exercising, wasn't working for me. The podcast features experts from Mount Sinai Hospital, Mayo Clinic, and more. And you can check it out October 1st from Campfire Media on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. Campfire.